The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This happened to my father's partner, Shmuel David Levinson, in Muncie, New York. Shmuel David Levinson, he lives in Muncie, New York, and every single day he travels to Manhattan, going back and forth, and he's very successful at what he does. And uh, anyways, him and his wife, Razi, they were very excited because in August time, he gets a phone call that there was a certain group that wanted to do a big business deal with my father and Shmuel David. They went to a big business deal out on the West Coast. I believe it was the San Francisco or Los Angeles area, somewhere near there on the West Coast. And they were going to do a very big deal. So they call him up, August time. He says, listen, you know, August is a great, uh, great time, but you know, it's vacation time. Me, at that time, his little girls were, uh, uh, they were going to like a day camp. They weren't even going to sleepaway camp, I believe. And he's basically stuck with them. So he said, I can't really leave my wife. It might be overwhelming for her. She said, listen, how about if we plan, I'll come to you in Los Angeles. I believe it was Los Angeles. I'll come to you. We'll do the deal. I'll meet with you. We'll do the deal in Los Angeles when August is done. Anyways, August is winding down. They call him up. They're like, okay, Sam, so we're getting ready. So you're going to fly out? He's like, yeah, I have my ticket ready to go. Anyways, it's the end of August. And as we all know, the end of August is usually when a lot of schools actually start end of August, beginning of September. So that year, the end of August, beginning of September, the school was starting. So listen, guys, I'm really sorry. I know I pushed it off once. I'm going to have to push it off again. Do you mind if I push it off to the next week? They say, okay, it's fine. All right. When do you want to do it? When do you want to schedule for? He says, okay, let's do September 3rd. We'll do September 3rd. The first Monday after, my kids are getting acclimated. I'll be able to do it September 3rd. Fine. It comes Shabbat. September 2nd is Sunday. He's getting his stuff ready. He's about to go. And his wife looks at him and goes, Shmuel David, please, I'm begging you, please don't go. He's like, what? What's wrong? Razy, is everything okay? She's like, I think I caught the flu. I'm not feeling myself. He's like, Razy, come on. I mean, the kids started school a few days ago. I, what? Can I fly? I'll just fly and fly out. He calls them up. Yeah, yeah, we just, we just want to meet you. We just want to see, you know, face-to-face. It's before FaceTime. It's before the Zoom. So we want to see you face-to-face. We want to meet with you and do the deal. He's like, listen, Razy, I'll just fly in. I'll come right back. I'll do the red eye back. He's like, no, please, Shmuel David, I'm begging you. So he said, you know what? Yeshuv Adat, he spoke with his rab. He says, listen, if your wife needs you, you need to be here for your wife. What are you working for? You're working for your family to be comfortable. If your family's not comfortable right now, then like, what did you help by doing that? You're running away from your family that you're trying to protect. So the whole thing makes no sense. So you, you have to help your wife. You have to stay. So he calls them up. He's like, listen, guys, I'm really, really sorry, but uh, can we push it off for next week? I promise you. The next week, on the next Monday, I'm going to be on the first flight out. Okay? Fine. Say, okay, all right, Sam, we'll give you another week. Okay, fine. Comes another week, and Razy's not shaking off this flu. This flu is like stuck to her. It's like not getting away. She's taking antibiotics. She's taking medication. She's asleep. Nothing's working. And Shabbat rolls around, and it comes Sunday. And he looks at her, and she's with those pleading eyes. She's like, listen... If you want to go, I'm not going to stop you. That's what I call womanese. That's a woman language, which is its own language that needs a very thick dictionary for guys not getting the innuendo and the subtlety that's behind it. But he was smart enough to know that when she's like, go ahead, do whatever you want, meaning you better not go if you know what's good for you. So he understood that, even though she's saying to him, no, 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 go, go, go. But she's really saying, no, 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 go, 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 go. I want you to go. I want you to, no, please, please go. It's okay, it's okay. Right? She's being, <laughs> right? So he understood what, what she was trying to say, which is she's trying to say she felt bad for him that she's missing another meeting. He's like, okay, fine, I'll have to call him up. He calls him up. This is his third time. He's like, guys, can we push up next week? No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. 
He's like, he's like, okay, can I just see tomorrow what happens? It comes tomorrow, Monday. He's about to get the kids off. And she's like, Shmoldovet, I can't move. I really can't move. Can you get the kids off the vet? Can you get the kids off the school? He's like, okay, fine, or whatever, okay. He's like, do you think I could go? She's like, Shmoldovet, I'm sorry, I, I, I can't. This, this flu, I don't know what it is. I've had for the past 11, 12 days, I can't get rid of this. He says, okay, fine, I'll call them up again. He calls them up, they're like, yeah, Sam. He's like, guys, you're not going to believe this. I know this is my third, fourth time telling you this. But he's like, yeah, yeah, your wife with the flu. Listen, Sam, if you don't want to do business with us, just tell No, I do want to do business with you. Please, I want to go. He's like, listen, okay, Sam, tomorrow is Tuesday morning. Okay, Tuesday morning, hopefully my... Listen, Sam, we did you a favor. We flew out two of our guys from Los Angeles. They came to New York. They're in New York right now, as we speak, because we had a feeling you were going to do this to us a fourth time, and you were not going to come. So you know what? Tomorrow... Tuesday morning, bright and early, they're going to be with you in your office and they're going to be waiting for you early, waiting for you. Everything is going to be great. So now we are coming to you because we want to do a great business deal with you. We feel that you're going to be a great partner with us. So Shmoldova can't believe this. Oh my gosh, wow. They're coming to me. They saved me the trip. That's amazing. And my wife, so he comes back home and he tells his wife, and she's like, wow, oh, Baruch Hashem, thank you so much, Hashem. Thank you for doing that. That's amazing. She said, hopefully tomorrow, Tuesday morning, I'll have enough, enough uh, you know, power to be able to get the kids off to bed. Next morning comes, and she feels even worse. And she's like, Shmuel it, I can't move. So he had a choice right then. Was he going to get upset at his wife? This is his fifth time. His wife is denying him. These guys even flew out. Instead of getting upset, he says, you know what, Rezi? Yeshuv Adat, Kavram Avinu, Matan Torah, Esther, Yeshuv Adat. I'm not going to get upset. I'm just going to go to Shacharit. I'm going to pray. I'm going to come right back, get the kids dressed. I'm going to drive them off to school. Then I'm going to call them and tell them, listen, I'm running late, obviously. And anyone that's gone from Muncie to Manhattan knows that every minute that you're late is times 15 minutes that you're sitting in traffic. And he knew by the time he was going to get on the Palisades and get onto the parkway and get onto wherever he needed to go to, he knew he was going to be just sitting in traffic he's not going to be able to make the meeting till at least 10, 10.30. He just knew that. So, he gets the kids off to school, gets them off to the carpool, to the bus, goes to Peshacharit, then he hightails it, like every good New Yorker knows how to do, and he gets on the highway, he's driving like a demon, he's cutting people off left to right, going in emergency lanes, back and forth, until everyone else is going in emergency lanes, and then it's 20 lanes both ways, and then the cops are coming, and then he goes back in, goes back out. Anyways, he's getting closer and closer to Manhattan, he sees it's now 10.15, Excuse me. He sees now it's around 8, 8, 8-ish or something. And he realizes that uh, maybe he's going to have this meeting at 9 o'clock. And he looks off across the horizon. And he sees that the plane that he was supposed to take that Tuesday morning to go to Los Angeles now went directly into his office in the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001 on that Tuesday morning. He got saved twice the same flight he was supposed to take on Monday and then Tuesday morning and they said just whatever, it's okay. That flight was one of the four flights that were hijacked and that was one of them that slammed into the World Trade Center where he was planning on having his meeting. He got saved twice. And those two people who you were supposed to meet very sadly were never recovered. No one knew where they were. They, to this day, they didn't, I guess they got pulverized, unfortunately. But he got saved. Yeshuvah Dat. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend, storiestoinspire.org.